Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Good morning, Faith Life Church. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. We know that you are going to be blessed. We just want to say a big hi and a welcome to all the people watching from overseas, nationally, internationally. We believe today that you are going to be blessed. As a, as, a, as a team here at Faith Life Church with all of our prayer warriors, we are believing every single day that something good will happen to you every single day, that you're going to grow not just in small increments, but I'm believing for fast-forward growth for every situation you are in. You know, last week we learned something so significant is that when Peter walked on the water, he kept on walking on doing the impossible, seeing the unbelievable, by keeping his face into God's face. So what we find, what we learned last week, as long as you focus on Jesus, you're going to do the impossible. The moment that Peter took his focus from the face of God, that he fell, the big download in this is this, is that Jesus never took his eyes off Peter, it was Peter that took his eyes off Jesus. So the context of there is, is that Jesus wants you to succeed. Jesus wants you to do the impossible. It was never that Jesus turned away so that Peter lost his bearings, that Peter lost his direction. What happened was, is that the surrounding noise took over his whole life at that split second, and then he turned his face from God's face. So for you today, know this without a shadow of a doubt, that God wants you to succeed. God wants your marriage to succeed. God wants your business to succeed. God wants you to be healthy. God wants you to be expanding in every realm of life that you find yourself in because that is God's will. You know, today I'm burning with an amazing message. And the amazing message is this, is the walking voice of God. The walking voice. You know, every, every time when we start to thinking about the voice of God, I'm going to just show you this is right from the beginning. God has always wanted you and I to be focusing on Him so that we can do the impossible. Let me read to you Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. They heard the Lord's God's voice walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees in the garden. What you, uh, uh, when, you, when you see this in the, in the revelation that God's pouring upon the earth today, and it's this, and they heard God's voice walking. I, I read another translation from a rabbi that said this, God's voice was taking a walk. I mean, you know, we, we, we think, I'm taking a walk. It says the voice of God, the voice of God talking, the, voicing, the, the talking voice. So God today, is, when I had a look at this, is what they were running from this was what they were hearing. I will amplify that a little bit more. You will find that, that they were, in the word presence is an amazing word. The word presence is not just what you can feel. Let me, let me read you 
from the literal translation. It says, and they hid themselves from the face of Jehovah God. So when we start talking about the presence, we're talking about the face, and the face of God is looked at as it's a talking voice. So when God, what Adam and Eve, when they heard God, they heard the voice of God, they hid themselves. Now, I want to read this to you out of the Passion Translation from Genesis 3.8. And it says that, Then Adam and his wife heard the sound of Jehovah God passing through the garden in the breeze of the day. So they hid themselves from the face of God. And then when you start to see that, is that they heard God walking, and they were hiding themselves. Now, um, the prelude to this is when you look at it in the Passion Translation, it says this. Or going walk. Go, you're go, God is going on a walk, walking back and forth repeatedly. That is, the sound of the voice of God was heard in all directions. It was the voice of God that walks back and forth, repeating sound over and over. It's interesting to know that God has no feet and no body. His voice is coming in the garden everywhere at once. So it wasn't that they were hearing the footsteps of God. They were hearing the voice of God was coming to them. And every time when you start to hear the word presence, in um, Leviticus 6.12 says, I will walk among you. I will be your God, you will be my people. So the voice of God always comes into the realm of you that are able to hear. So well, God says, I'm not, I'm not talking in secret. I, I'm not just having good thoughts about you, but my voice is coming so that you can hear it. So what you see here is that Adam and Eve had an issue. Adam and Eve had fallen. Adam and Eve had fallen and they can't get up. Adam and Eve have gotten dirty and they cannot clean up. Adam and Eve have lost everything that was given them and the voice of God came into their realm so that they could hear. And here's a big thing we need to understand is this, that the enemy's job, Satan has always come in to miss interpret what you are hearing, to misinterpret to what you are hearing. So before, when they heard the voice, when the voice was coming to talk, they would run up to him, they would go, yes, amen, amen. But the moment they sin, the voice that was giving them hope, the voice that was giving them life, the voice that was giving them faith, had stopped. They said, no, we're afraid, let's hide. See, sin always hides the voice of God. Satan always hides the voice of God. Romans 10, 17 tells us is that when you hear the voice, faith comes. When you hear the talking voice, faith comes. So what you have here is that Satan has come in. He has polluted the thinking and the thought processes of Adam. And God is talking freedom it is going through, filtered through what has happened to them through sin as we need to hide, we need to hide. See, people are not for, are hiding from a feeling. 
People are not hiding from, uh, uh, I feel something. What they're hiding from is the sound of God, the sound of freedom, the sound of liberty. So everywhere you find is when you hear the, the presence of God, it's talking about the voice of God. Listen to Psalm 17 verse 15. As for me, I will behold your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I wake in your likeness. Again, that word there, it is your face. So every single time when we're talking about the presence of God, is to be looking into the face of God. And when you're looking into the face of God, you will hear God. So when people tell me this, it, 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 one of the uh, most requested, I would say, in prayer lines that I, when I was doing meetings, large meetings, and you know, you go to different churches, people come up to me all the time, oh, Pastor Ted, Pastor, pray for me so that I can hear God. I don't, I don't believe God is talking to me. I, I, you know, I, I, I just, I can't hear God. God doesn't talk to me like he talks to you. Here's the key. When you look into God's face, you hear God. It is not just a resemblance of a face. You know what's really interesting? When the, when the Pharisees wanted to arrest, the Pharisees and the religious leaders wanted to arrest Jesus, they sent the guards over. The only way they knew that it was Jesus is when he opened his mouth. Jesus was identified by what he spoke, not what he looked like. So I always found it funny. I just thought it was really funny. In the early, early Jesus movies, uh, what really interesting is because Jesus always had blonde hair, a really tailored, smart beard. Um, he had a, a white coat on. He stood out like everywhere. You would see the rough-shaved disciples, these fishermen. Right, and then you see Jesus. It wasn't hard to identify Jesus because he was the only blonde-looking guy among olive skin. He was the only one in a white robe. But the reality was that to identify Jesus when he walked on the earth, he was identified by his voice. He was identified by his speech. And everybody that came into the hearing of this voice, things happened. See, the, the moment you find the woman with the issue of blood... The key was this, when she heard that it was Jesus, she spoke to herself. So when you find, when you hear God, because he's speaking, that means that every time God speaks, faith enters into you to claim the promises that he has spoken. And you'll find that same with blind Bartimaeus. He's begging on the side of the road. He's begging. His head is down. He's got his arms up and he's going, please, please. And then when he hears the crowd, he says, what's happening? He says, Jesus is coming. The moment he hears the voice, he rises up and you see the end result is a miracle. So what we have is we have a talking voice. And this talking voice is speaking to you. Do you realize that when Adam fell, the voice found him to bring him back to the original purpose. So right now, here's the good news. In your lounge room, the voice has walked in. In your car, the voice has walked in. Into your sickness, the voice has walked in. Into your financial problems, the voice has walked in. When Jesus came, when the voice took a walk and he came to Adam and Eve, it was not to go, hey, how silly are you guys? What is wrong with you? There was no reason for Adam and Eve to hide. 
where if they looked into the face of Jesus without the inclusion of sin, they're thinking now that we need to run away from God. We need to do this. We need to do that. See, that is not the voice of God. Running away from Him is not the voice of God. This is not the voice of God. You've got to try harder. That is not the voice of God. The, the, you know what? I, if I was a lot cleaner, then God would bless me. That is not the voice of God. See, the voice of God comes to redeem, to bring you back to a place of authority, to bring you back into a place of moving into His promises. And you see, when we start talking about the presence of God, in the presence of God, miracles happen. There are so many boundless um, scriptures that tell you about the presence of God, the presence of God, the presence of God. Even Moses, when God said, Moses, I'll take you, but I'll forget about the people. And he said this, we will not go unless your presence goes. Unless your face comes with us, we are not moving. What he, he wasn't just saying a picture of Jesus. Look, it, it's really nice having pictures of Jesus on your wall. It's really nice to you know, have uh, screensavers with Jesus on it. Yeah, that's really good. But what you need is the, the literal presence of God is the voice of God talking, you listening. So Moses, he gets a load of this and he goes, unless the voice is coming with me, Unless I can hear God 24-7, unless God is speaking into the situation, we are not moving. We, we are not going to go into an unknown territory without hearing the voice of God, without us being in the presence of God. Moses' wisdom is absolutely incredible. It's out of this realm because he just goes like this. He goes, I'm not going without the voice. I'm not going without the face of God because if Moses was telling you this is that if I take, if your face leaves, then I'm left to guesswork. When your face leaves, I can't hear you. And if I can't see you, I can't hear you. If I can't hear you, I get lost. I, I lose my way. I have to go back to relying on me. See, the moment you take your eyes off God's presence, His face, and His face is always talking, you, lose, you go back to your own thinking. You go back into, hey, I'm really trying hard. I'm moving in this. I'm moving in that. So God says this, is that you are voice activated. Your faith is voice activated. So when, God, when you're looking at Jesus' face, He's talking to you. He's given you direction. He's given you peace. He's given you healing. He's given you prosperity. Everything flows from the face of God. As long as you focus on God, as we were talking last week, see, Peter's miraculous walk happened because he heard the voice, he stepped out on it, and he focused on it. As long as he kept that, he could do the impossible. He could do what others dream of. He's breaking the natural law that governs the world and he's walking in the kingdom law. How does he do that? By his focusing on God. He doesn't lose focus. That is why, like we talked about last week, the psalmist said, the reason I am successful is I continually put 
God's Word in front of me. And because I am continually focused, then I move further. Now, this is going to explain something to you. Have you ever had victory? And you're going, wow, and then all of a sudden you hit rock bottom. You know, so many people go, well, I had a victory once. And I've never had it again. It's been so long between victories. It's been so long between breakthroughs. It's been so long between provision. Hey, maybe the problem is not that God is not listening to you. What if the problem is, is that you have a victory and you take your eyes off the face of God and then you, you are surprised, why, why haven't I got a victory? Why haven't I got a repeating victory? Listen to me very carefully here. This is your key. This is going to take some of this burden away from your trying and effort. The way you got your first victory was looking into the face of God. And God never says this, when you need a victory, look into my face. If you don't need anything, take your face away. You and I are created to be fixated, to have a fixed eye look on Jesus. You and I were never meant to do this. I'm looking in the eyes of God. Now that I've got my miracle, I'm going back to do what I normally do. No, 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 no. We don't do that anymore. You are designed to look into the face of God 24-7. 24-7. So what does it mean to you? Is that if you want to have a consistency of breakthrough, a consistency of provision, a consistency of health. You look into the face of God. And the face of God is the Word of God. And the Word of God is never silent. The Word of God cannot be shut down. The Word of God cannot be ignored. The Word of God cannot be overlooked. The Word of God cannot be shut into the background. The Word of God is talking and it doesn't change. I love what we were talking about. It says, um, what it says, that is the sound of the voice of God was heard in all directions. It is the voice of God that walks back and forth, repeating sound over and over and over and over and over again. That means when God pronounced healing, 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 it just keeps going on and on and on. When God pronounced peace, he said peace every day, every day, every day, every day. That is the beauty of the presence of God. The presence of God is the face of God. And the face of God does the talking. The face of God does the declaring. And He has declared good things over your life. Now what we want to do today is I go, God has set in His Word how we can remain focused. So in, in all of the disruptions, in all the things that we are going through, is we need to be mature. Now listen, maturity is this. Maturity tells me that I can look in the face of God in the midst of distractions. Maturity is that you can look into the face of God and see something that is contradicts what you are right in at the moment. So the, when you look into the face of God, you don't see the problem, you see the answer. So maturity is that you have learned how to 
focus and stay focused in the midst of contradiction. So it happens like this. People tell, I've heard people say this. Well, Ted, how in the world can I say I'm healed when this is what's happening in my body? That's called a lie. I, 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 you know, I'm a Christian. I don't lie. They go, you know, how can I say that I am strong when right now I can hardly lift up my pillow in my, head, in my bed? See, the Word of God says this. When I look into the face of God, I don't see the problem. I see the answer. See, the moment Peter took his eyes off Jesus, he began to sink. What he saw was the problem. But as long as he saw what Jesus' face looked like, what his face was talking to him, he started to move. So Satan is working overtime. He's working overtime to distract you. He's working overtime. He, he's even got agents. Some of them are called your friends. You know, and friends that you don't know on Instagram and all of this stuff telling you, look at this, look at this, look at this. Everything under Satan's dominion is contradicting the God's word. And the way he does that is take your face out of his face. See, I love one definition of the presence of God. Presence of God is my face in his face. You know, when, when, when people get ticked off by somebody, they go, get out of my face. But I'm here to tell you the biblical version, the Holy Spirit version is get into the face of God. Get into his face. Get into it. Because when you are into his face, guess what? The face talks. The faith talks. Wow, and that is absolutely amazing. You know, the, when the Holy Spirit wanted to educate us and give us the how-to, what we need to do to keep focused, He, he gave us two people. He, he focuses on two people that can't have children. The name is Abram. And Sarai. And, 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 and they have got a, 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 they've got a problem that cannot be solved in the realm that they are in. So you've got Abram and Sarai. They cannot have children. Sarah is barren, unable to bear children. So they, they're married. They have a desire. They have a want. They want, they want a child. But on one level, on the level that they are on, it is impossible. The word there, when you hear the word impossible in the Bible, it means I have tried by every means available to me and I still can't get the answer. That is when you come up with the impossible. See, you, you start off in hope. You start off, I'm going to run over here, and man, I'm going to get this information, this information, this information. Yes, I can do it. But the word impossible comes into your system is when you do come over here and you get this information, you get this breakthrough, you do this, you get do this, and then you still can't do it. You say to it, it is impossible. I have emptied out the supply 
of my thinking. I have emptied out the supply of all the people that are giving me information, all the people that are giving me suggestions. I have exhausted every single person that can help me, and the verdict is, it is impossible. But yet, when you look into the face of God, you don't see the impossible, you see the possible. Jesus said, listen, to you it is impossible, but with me it is not impossible. This is the amazing, amazing, amazing gift that we have. God says, as long as you look at me, you can do the impossible. The impossible becomes possible only when you take your focus of the impossible and you put it on me. Jesus' face, Jesus' talk, Jesus' words tells you that the impossible is made possible by the fact of who your focus is. And when we start talking about Abram, his name was later changed to Abraham. Sarai was changed to, to Sarah. Now listen to this. God changed their name before Isaac was born. So God gave them a promise. He came to Abram and he said, I am going to come into your situation. I will, I will. He comes in to Abram and he says, I am your answer, Abram. I am your supply, Abram. I am your God. That's where you get the the I wills of God happen in the realm of the impossibility to make a possibility. God comes into this realm and he says this, in this realm, Abram, you're going to be fatherless. Sarah is going to remain barren. You're not going to have an heir. But then God says, I'm here now. Refocus on me and I will make you a great nation. So he changes his name from Abram to Abraham, which literally means the father of a multitude. And he changes Sarah's name to Sarah, which means a lady, a princess, a princess of multitude. In both of their names, they have the word multitude. Multitude. But they're barren on one level. But God says, when you look into my face, you go from barrenness to multitude. You go from zero to amazing numerous numbers. So what we have here is that this is the power of looking into the face of God. This is the redemption by looking in the face of God. So what we have is what God did this. He first changed their names before Isaac was born. And I used to wonder, why, why, why did that happen? The reason was this, is when he changed their name because of their faith, is that they started to talk out of a new identity. They started to speak out of a new identity. See, Abram spoke, I'm barren, she's barren, we've tried everything, it is impossible. Then what he does, he changes his name, and by changing his name, he changes his destiny. And he changes his destiny by re focusing and he says from now on I will I will Abraham from now on it's not your strength it's my strength 
Abraham, it's my promise, not your promise. Abraham, I will do it. All of a sudden, Abram gets elevated to Abraham and his impossibility becomes God's possibility. Everything was done when he heard the voice of God and what did he do? He responded. So God comes to a man called Abram and the presence of God speaks a promise into his life and Abram, all of a sudden, he starts to say, I agree. See, here's the key. When you hear, you have to respond with total and utter agreement. So Abram makes a rift from one level and it gets elevated to another level. And God says, in one level, what's your name? Abram. What does it mean? I can't produce. I'm I'm a nobody. Look, I'm just so insignificant. But God says, yeah, but I am not going to leave you here. The moment you looked into my face, I elevated you. I made you Abraham. I took you, and now I want you to speak like I speak. I want you to be the reflection, or I want you to sound the sound that you are hearing. I want you to speak like I speak. I want you to refocus on me. And he says, Sarah, I'm going to make you a lady. I'm going to make you a princess. I am, all, I am making you a princess of a multitude. Not just a few, not just barely get by, but I'm making you into a multitude. And that, that is absolutely amazing. All of that happened because thy heard the voice. The voice came. Watch this again. Just put it in, put it in perspective here. Is that the voice came walking when they were, when Adam and Eve were hiding. The presence came. And here's Abram. He's barren. His wife is barren. He is in need. And guess what? This is the nature of God. This is the nature of love. This is the nature of a breakthrough. This is the nature of a God that is a boundless and unconditional love. He comes into Abraham's camp. Significance. God comes into Abraham's camp to take him into his camp. There's got to be a relocation of your thinking There has to be a relocation of how you do things because your name is no longer Abram that he has tried and he's wearied out and he has made it. I am not going to. And just let me just, this is what when I'm praying this morning, God gave me. When Abraham lost focus, when he took his eyes of Jesus, when he took his eyes of God, we have Ishmael. But here's the amazing part, the moment that he refocused back on the face of God. God restored him to the original promise. What I'm sensing in God, what's deep down in my spirit at the moment, is that there are people that you've started off and you are focusing on God, you're going for God, you go, yeah, this is amazing. And then you took your eyes off and you have fallen. And you thinking, well, it's finished, it's done with. There's no need to me to go in the presence of God because I have disqualified. 
The presence of God takes you who are disqualified and makes you qualify again. See, what qualifies you is looking into the face of God. There is no demotion that the presence of God cannot give you a promotion. There is, the Bible says, where, you know, what can separate me from the love of God? It, it, it even, David even says, even if I go to hell and I find my bed there, I can't get away from your presence. Your face is continually before me. And then just, just watch this now. This is, this is going to be powerful. In uh, Romans 4, verses 20 to 22, the Passion Translation says this. He never stopped believing God's promise. For he was made strong in his faith. He was empowered in faith to father a child. And because of his mighty faith, and, and that he convinced that God had the power indeed to fulfill his promises. Abraham glorified God. Now we can see why Abraham's faith was counted or credited to as his righteousness. He, watch this now. The reason you take your face away from God is because you're hearing things that says God can't be dependable. Hey, it's not working out. Try something else. Hey, you've tried God. Now try something else. Satan is trying to distract you from your full focus with God. There's all of these distractions, all of these distractions. See, there is Abram, now Abraham, and he starts to talk out of his new identity. He starts to call himself a father. And he starts to see, and he goes, Sarah, you're a mum. Well, I haven't got any children. That's not a matter, because it's the word that comes before the manifestation. It is the word that comes before the manifestation. So what we do, we come into agreement with the word before there can be a manifestation. See, sin flips it all the way around. He says, when I have the manifestations, I will accept the word. When God gives me the car and I'm driving in it, and you go, wow, I believe it. See, it works differently. This is the DNA of the face of God. It is you come into full agreement with God, and out of the full agreement with God, that means you are totally, absolutely fixated with, the, with God's face, then comes the manifestation. Let, let me read something, the same part, portion of Scripture, but I want to read it to you out of the Phillips translation. And he says this, With undaunted faith, he looked at the facts. This is talking about Abraham. His own impotence, he was practically a hundred years old at the time with his wife uh, Sarah's apparent barrenness. Yet he refused to allow any distrust of a definite pronouncement of God to make him waver. He drew strength from his faith and while giving the glory to God, he drew strength from his faith. He remained absolutely convinced that God was able to implement His own promise. This is why faith, which is accounted to Him for righteousness. This was the faith which was accounted to Him for righteousness. He drew, his faith grew strong 
in the presence of the voice. He kept repeating over and over again what God was saying about the situation, not what the situation was telling. Do you realize how amazing this is? Do you realize that Abraham, God gives him a promise. Every time he looked at Sarah before the promise, was she's the woman that's barren. He looked at himself, I am a man that cannot, I am barren. We are a barren couple. We are a childless couple. We are a non-increasing couple. We are a couple that's broke. Whatever it might be. Abraham, the same woman, the same man, that he had counted cannot be done. He's looking into the face of God, and from now on, from then on, Abraham says this, I refuse to look at the problem. I am now totally fixated at the face of God. My ears are totally in tune to what God is saying. Do you realize that Abraham had the ability to falter every single day? He'd wake up in the morning, turn over, and there's Sarah. And still not pregnant. You know, the time of the month comes along, you're still not pregnant. What, what we have, Abraham was under pressure 24-7 to look at the problem. But the Bible says that he grew strong. He grew strong by faith. How did he grow strong? He was praising God for the answer before it manifested. It is so easy to praise God when, when it comes. Hey, that, it, it's great, but it takes faith. It takes looking in the face of God. See, when you fix your gaze upon Jesus, you will start to celebrate your breakthrough before it even happens. You will celebrate your healing before your body responds. You will celebrate your house before the mortgage is paid off. Hey, there's so many things that you do. See, when you look in the face of God, He has done it. That is why, listen to me, in His presence, faith is now. That means that when I look in the face of God, I start to celebrate it before it happens because that is my now, my true reality. So Abraham, every time he looked at Sarah and the thought would come in, hey, still barren, he goes, refocus, God has given me his word, he's faithful, done deal. When, and then somebody come up to him and go, hey, hey, Abe, 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 listen, listen to me. Um, how long are you going to live in this disillusionment? How, how, how long are you going to walk around calling yourself Abraham? Look, Abraham, I don't know if you've noticed, but you're not, you're not what you used to be. And um, Sarah, uh, according, according to everybody in the village, according to that, her age has moved on, she is no longer in the bracket that she can fall pregnant. And not only is she left the bracket, which the, the time sequence that she can fall pregnant, but she was never able to even go into this sequence. So what is wrong with you? He goes, excuse me, 
But when I look into the face of God, I don't see Abram, I see Abraham. I see a father. When I look at Sarah, I don't see barrenness. I see a princess of a multitude. When I look at myself, I see a multitude. See, the moment I see this, and we're going to come in a close. When you look into the face of God, you see your true identity. When you look into the presence of God, when you look into the face of God, when the face of God speaks, the speaking word, the speaking face, then you see yourself. See, Peter, when he heard the voice, when he responded to the voice, he says, whatever Jesus can do, I can do. Peter had a download of who he was. Abram gets realigned with God. God gives him a promise. He takes God on and he says, yeah, I agree with you, God. And God says, from now on, you are no longer to go back to Abram. You are now Abraham. And the way you stay to be Abraham, the way you stay to be Peter the Rock, is you don't go back to the Peter the Reed. You go to Peter the Rock. You don't go back to Abram the Baron. You go Abram the multitude. So what we do is this, is if we stay in focus, stay in focus, that we are, I love Abram. He, because he refused not to focus on the problem, he focused on the face. He became Abraham. And this is what you and I do. This is our battle, is that I refuse to go to the level of my problem. I am going to keep my eyes on God. As long as I can hear Him, I can see Him, I will feel Him, and I will go. So now, don't give up. Don't give up. Hey, we're going through a tough season or globally. Do not give up. I don't see the problem. I see the answer. Everything around you is trying to shake you. Everything around you is yelling out. Take your eyes off. Watch this. Watch this. You cannot give full attention to the face of God in the face of your problem. You're going to have to make a choice. Right now, you have a choice. You're, you've got a choice. The choice is this. I know this is my problem, but I'm going to take my eyes off the problem. I'm going to refocus on Jesus. Some of you for today, maybe the first time that you need, you need to give your life to God and focus on Jesus. For some of, these, for some of us that have been walking with God, the reason we go up and down, up and down, up and down is because we look at Jesus one moment, we look at the problem with another. The problem is telling us what we need to do, but then we need to refocus. Today is a day that we make a solid declaration. I will look into the face of God. I will not be moved because it is not my might. It's not by my power, but it's the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God of the Lord is upon me because He has given me the strength so that I can always focus on God. That doesn't matter what happens, doesn't matter how big the problem starts to grow, but I'm going to look into the face of God. I know that I know that I know that we can say, I am persuaded that God is able to fulfill that what He has promised. We take our eyes of the impossibility and put it on the possibility. So 
today, what are you listening? Right now, the voice has come into your living room. The voice has come into your car. The voice has come into your room. The voice has come in while you're taking a walk. And he's coming to do this. Put your focus on me because I'm here to restore you. You know, just right now, we're going to pray. You're going to take your eyes off your sickness. You're going to take your eyes off your fear. You're going to take your eyes off one level and got to go to God. Take your eyes off the things that you can't do. Uh, I, I tell you, you know, I can't, I, I, I'm, terrible, I'm, I'm a terrible father. Take your eyes off that, put it on me. You know what? I, I don't know how to be a mom. I don't know how to be a wife. I don't know. What, whatever it is, God, God, God I'm sick. I'm, whatever it is, all, in, in one level, bring it back up. God, do, do this. Father, I am getting into your face. I'm going to get into your face. And furthermore, I'm not going to leave. You know, one of my, one of my, one of my joys has happened to me a couple of months ago is um, I was out with my grandson, Jude, and, uh, and we were talking and I was distracted. I was really, really distracted. And he comes running over to me, grabs me by my face like this, and he holds me like this face to face, nose to nose. He goes, Papa, you need to listen to me. He got into my face. I absolutely love that. I, I love the audacity of this young boy, right? He comes in and he says, Papa, I'm going to get into your face because I want something from you. And you know what? And he didn't let go until we came into agreement because he wanted my attention. And that's what we're going to do today. Today, I believe by the power of God and by the Spirit of God that we're going to put our attention back on God. We're going to leave this realm and we're going to come into God's realm and we're going to see a miracle. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you that in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, Father, right now we take our eyes of all of our problems, of all of the circumstances, of all of the media, all of the news, everything that is telling us it's not going to be good. But Father, right now, we choose to focus on you. I today decide and I declare that I am going to be faithful to your face, that I am going to look into your face. I'm going to hear God's word every day, 24-7. From this time on, the Word of God is ringing over and over and over in my life. The Word of hope, the Word of love, the Word of faith, the Word of healing, the Word of prosperity, the Word of declaration of all good things are going to come into me. I declare them right now because I, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the grace of God, choose today to keep focus. And therefore, my expectation is being now solidified and I will receive what I have heard in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, you could be watching and you're going... I heard the voice today. You know, you could be watching and all of a sudden you're saying, Pastor Ted, you know what? Something's going on inside of me. There's just something bubbling inside of me. I want to do this. I don't know what's happening, but I know something's changing. I don't know what I'm feeling, but this is a strange feeling. I'm feeling love. I'm feeling compassion. I'm not feeling the judgment, but I'm feeling the peace of God. Sir, madam, it's God talking to you. Today, God, that's God talking to you. God saying, you've looked into my face and what you saw was forgiveness. What you saw was healing. What you saw was your father saying, I'm going to come and take you home. And, you, and, you, and this is how you do it. The Bible says, if you will believe in your heart 
that Jesus died for your sins, took all your punishment, and open it and speak it out with your mouth, you will be saved. And that's by faith. So right now, if you, would, if you believe, if in your heart you go, Ted, I, I believe it, he did this for me. All you need to now do is make a, make a declaration with your mouth and a miracle will happen. Why don't you just repeat this after me? Father, I come to you and I thank you for Jesus. Father, I'm looking into your face and I can see that Jesus died for me. He suffered for me. He paid my penalty for my sin, my sickness, for all the negative things in my life. And then he rose again from the dead and now... He is inviting me. He's making intercession. I now receive this Jesus as my Lord, as my Savior, as my healer, as my deliverer, as my God in all. I now make him the full source of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you've prayed this, there's going to be a link that you can uh, get in contact with us. We'd love you to send you something. Hey, fantastic. Hey, God bless you. I look forward to coming into your houses again and um, so that you can hear God's amazing word. Hey, God bless. Catch you next week.